Listener Production. Good morning, sports fans, and welcome to The Scorecard. I'm Liam Flanagan, and this is your fast fun hit of sport for Thursday, the 1st of July. Today, the Roos are ready to splash the cash for a giant, the NRL takes the cash away from players behaving badly, and a truly vintage Nick Kyrgios performance at Wimbledon. But first... We were one week away from finally getting to see the grudge match between Aussie rising boxing superstar Tim Zhu and the man who has, in his own words, been chasing Tim for a long time, Michael Zarafa. I've wanted to get my hands on Tim for a while, it's personal. Like I said, July 7, my life, my team's life changes. Uh, he hasn't fought anybody like me. And he still hasn't fought anyone like you because you've pulled out of the fight. Michael's a rapper. Has dropped the bombshell, pulling out of his showdown with Tim Zhu just a week out from the fight. So Rafa's camp claims they received health advice from Victorian officials that it may be unsafe to fly to Newcastle for the event. What, because he might get his face punched in by Tim Zhu? Because of New South Wales COVID lockdowns. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, that would be a fair reason not to travel, except that it seems like the people that matter are saying it's fine for you and your team to travel to Newcastle for the fight. New South Wales Deputy Premier John Barillaro has also rubbished the Melbourneian stance, pointing out that the Steel City is not included in Greater Sydney's lockdown and there are currently no border restrictions in place. Jamie Panderam of the Daily Telegraph reports that Zarafa and his team were even offered a private jet to fly from Melbourne to Newcastle and an exclusive motel for he and his team to stay at. And while Zarafa's withdrawal has come as a shock to the promoters, the broadcasters and the fans, Tim Zhu kind of saw it coming. He's got a bit of scaredness in him. He's got a bit of that fear, uh, which is which is completely fine. That fear sometimes kicks in and... Um, That's what I feel like I need to exploit. But sleep easy, fight fans, because there will still be a fight. Instead of the mouth from the South Zarafa, we get a bloke who's got the personality of a Labrador puppy. And to the fans here, this was unreal. I've never done anything like this, so this is unbelievable. Thanks for cheering us on. And I just ask if everyone in Australia can get behind me and support me on my world title quest. So thank you, guys. I really appreciate it. Stevie Spark. With a name like that, he was always going to be a boxer. Or maybe a magician. Do you like magic? Spark is a 24-year-old from Toowoomba with a record of 12 wins, one draw and no losses. But frankly, win, lose or draw next Wednesday night. For stepping up to the plate at such short notice, he's already my new favourite boxer. I hurt myself today. Serena Williams is out of Wimbledon. Oh dear. Oh no. But now, it looks like that dream becoming a bit of a nightmare. Oh dear. For just the second time in her career, Williams was forced to withdraw from a match at a Grand Slam after she slipped and injured her right leg in her first round match against Belarus's Aleksandr Sanovich. It's just absolutely tragic, Simon. I just can't believe what we've just watched unfold out here. It's just too painful for words. Williams' early exit means she still sits one slam short of tying Margaret Court's record of 24. Australia's highest-ranked male Alex Demonor was also a surprise first-round exit after losing to rising US star Sebastian Corder, while number one seed Ash Barty progressed to the second round. But, as always, it's the tale of Nick Kyrgios that needs to be told. Guys, for you watching at home, it should be fast in here. It should be fast. That's grass court tennis. They've made it slow. This isn't grass anymore. 
During his first round matchup against Hugo Humbert from France, Kyrgios amazingly had a conversation with the TV viewers venting his frustration about the speed of the courts at the All England Club. Make it a grass court again, will you please, thanks? But despite the surface speed, the match continued and was poised on a knife's edge when... Closing time! At two sets apiece and three games all in the fifth, Wimbledon's curfew kicked in and the game was forced to be stopped so as not to disturb the neighbours. So Nick and Hugo retired for the evening and returned to finish the business in the early hours of this morning. Nick Kyrgios sees off the 21st seed here in round one at Wimbledon. The Australian without a match in five months overcomes his Frenchman opponent. What a performance that was. Yes, despite not playing for five months and then having to play his first round game over two days, the Nick show rolls on into round two. It's official, the AFL is the VFL once more. The new cases here and the threat of a larger outbreak has forced the AFL to take immediate action with both the Crows and the Power tonight heading to join the Victorian hub. With Port and the Crows having landed in Melbourne, all 18 clubs are now Victorian based for the time being. And with all players now in the same place, it could make for an interesting period when it comes to player movement, particularly for GWS giant star Josh Kelly, whose current contract allows him to sign a long-term extension to stay in Sydney or become a free agent at the end of the season. And according to Tom Brown's news on Triple M, there's a big offer on the table. Josh Kelly and North are linked, but I keep getting told that North have offered 1.1 times eight years. at $1.1 million dollars times eight years if Josh Kelly wants to come to North Melbourne. $8.8 million. Wow. I mean, for that sort of money, Josh could probably get himself a two-bedroom apartment in Sydney. Real estate is a fickle bitch. And while AFL clubs look to splash the cash, the NRL might have some extra spending money of its own. Make money, money, make money, money, money. The NRL has handed the Sharks Josh Dugan a $25,000 fine for breaching the league's COVID protocols by attending a restaurant last week, while the Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs have copped a $50,000 fine after five of their players also breached the game's protocols. But it was the club who wore the brunt of the punishment over what the league deemed to be shortcomings in the club's communications. He knows what he wants to say, but when he reaches for a word, he finds something else. Dugan and the Bulldogs now have five days to respond to their punishments. And that is your Fast Fun Hint of Sport for Thursday the 1st of July. I'm Liam Flanagan. Catch you tomorrow for your weekending edition of The Scorecard. Listener.